0: to the nfl hey 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 welcome to dynasty war games uh glad to have you Are you back mike uh, yeah. what has it been like
1: dude it's been crazy i'm not gonna lie i uh I think I tore some ligaments in my wrists early on when I got here, fell off an obstacle. It was super awesome. Um, kids are being little hellions at home. So uh it's been an exciting summer to say the least. So I'm um, I'm just happy to be here talk football again. It's honestly not been on my mind for like the past three weeks. <laughs> I hear tough. you, man.
0: I hear you. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be me and you today. So it's it should be a fun time. We're just gonna talk some uh, you know, cheap players that we're gonna um hopefully, you know, see have a have, have a decent year. This upcoming season, and uh, you know, see some value increases and make a little bit of profit of these guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you want to kick us off? Who's who's a guy that you that you really like that you're you're kind of buying up right now?
1: Um, I, I think the biggest one I'm going for, and I know I mentioned it before, is Allen Robinson. Um, just really like the offense that he's going into. Um, finally going to have a good, decent quarterback, you know, right? And Matthew Stafford, um, pretty pass heavy, so. Not that that can't change, but um, I think a lot of owners are getting more privy to Allen Robinson. Like, a, a second really isn't doing it for him any anymore. Yeah. So, um, you know, see what you can get. But um, I, I don't know if I'd be given, you know, a first for, like, Alan Robinson and a third or something like that yet. But uh, he's, he's someone I'm definitely trying to take from a non-contender um, if possible now rather than later when the hype starts.
0: I like it. I'm, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting quite a few shares of him actually this off season. I've got, I think I've gotten two, maybe three so far. And I think all of them have been involved in kind of packages. Cause I think it's, he's one of those guys that his value is kind of volatile in people's minds. So it's, it's hard to get him straight up for, you know, that kind of value early second round projected pick. Um, but I think that maybe like that and a little bit more is what he's kind of going for right now. I don't think he's quite going for a first yet, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he has the, uh, the ability to see some real, you know, really crazy production in that offense, especially with, you know, Odell's injury and him not really even signing a contract yet. So we, yeah. we've seen what that second wide receiver can do in that offense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm all about it. And yeah, if you can package him with say, you know, a, probably some like third round rookie that might be getting some buzz or something like that. Um I'm I'm all for it with the second to get that done. Yeah,
0: I mean if you look in if you look in DTC and you see his ranking amongst wide receivers, he's he's at 38, which puts him, you know, squarely around guys like Mike Williams, Christian Watson, Gabriel Davis, um Hunter Renfro, uh you know, guys like that and and I I think I'd much rather have him than any of those guys.
1: Um yeah. Yeah, Mike Williams is one that he's close to, but I kind of feel like he's way above the other guys, especially guys like Gabe Davis. It's that's wild to me that he's that high. But I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I guess it's I guess it's just the age and that lack of production in that Chicago offense. But I mean, we all know what kind of talent that guy has. And I think if you if you plug that kind of talent into an offense like Los Angeles, it's it's gonna be uh, it has the potential to be pretty, pretty ridiculous. I mean, you're talking potential, um, you know, really high wide receiver two, uh really low end wide receiver one kind of numbers potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So. I, uh, I I just started dabbling in a prediction strike where you can, you know, buy shares of players and Allen Robinson was really cheap. So I've I got like five shares of him to just see what happens mid Didn't put a whole lot of money into it, but I was like, Hey, let's, Let's see how this goes predicting, you know, how people end at the end of the summer and or at the end of the season. And Alan Robinson was one I'm I'm kind of all on board on. I, I think he, he can't be worse than he's been. Um and he's definitely got the talent through the moon. And you know, cup yeah. gets injured, cup gets injured, something like that happens. You know, he's got wide receiver one potential, absolutely, in my opinion. So Here, here's an
0: here's an interesting one for you. This is a trade that recently went down in one of my leagues. Um, and I think it's actually pretty close. So this is a twenty twenty four second, and it's a really good team. So the second, you know, it's it's hard to predict two years out, but let's just call it like a mid second, late second kind of kind of deal going on there. Um, and Cortland Sutton, uh, I mean, and Allen Robinson for uh, for Cortland Sutton. Which side are you taking? Are you taking the second, uh, the twenty four second Allen Robinson, or are you taking Sutton?
1: I'm probably taking the second and Robinson and that's coming from that's coming from a broncos fan just because i think sutton and robinson could finish in the exact same spot and so if if you're getting something on top of it that's great but you know it's both are going into a new offense right um Mm -hmm. both are going to have a new quarterback right Mm -hmm. so we have high expectations for the broncos um and i don't think they could be any worse than they've been in the past five years but at least Mm -hmm. you know stafford's been in that system um and we know what that offense can do, whereas realistically the Broncos' offense is a big question mark. There's a lot a lot of upside, but we really have no idea. Um, and they're around the same age, too, if I can remember. Sutton might be a year younger or so. I think but... two years. Yeah, I think there's two okay. years between them. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Yeah, if you can get a second on top of that, I'm I'm about that all day. If it was a third, you know, maybe I'd consider, you know, the Sutton side. Um, yeah. But, but, a, but a second, that kind of makes it an easier swing for me, though fair by far. Yeah, I mean
0: just kind of echoing what you were saying. I mean, that that's the reason it was so intriguing to me is because I think the players are so similar bar the the two years, you know, that that Sutton has kind of over uh era, but you know, yeah, they're just going into offenses that are, you know, potentially going to be high-scoring offenses. I mean, I really do, I would bet money on the Broncos' offense. I mean, it it's set yeah. up, you know. It, it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. It should be a really good offense, a top-tier offense in my eyes. Um, yeah. So I'm not too worried about that. But I just think that with Cortland Sutton, you know, one of the things you're seeing with him is that he doesn't have Cooper Cup next to him. So Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton is probably has a little bit. I think the reason why his value is a little bit higher, other than the age, is that he, he may have a little Less bit more of that wide receiver one, yeah, role. Um more cut out. I, I really like Judy, but with Judy's injury history and and um you know, neither one of them being really established in that offense as of right now. It's anybody's game, whereas, you know, Cup is the guy and he's going to get the targets. He's going to get, um, you know, the the lion's share of the production. So it should be it should be interesting there. I think there's plenty to go around in both scenarios. But, yeah, I kind of lean I kind of lean with you. I, I think I'd rather have the second and, and Allen Robinson, but it's pretty close. Yeah. If, if I move that to a 23 second, does that change anything for you?
1: I mean, then I'm all aboard the Robinson side. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking you were going Sutton for a second. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm still
1: Robinson side. I feel like just the value there is is really good. Yeah, I hear you. I
0: hear you. Okay, so one guy that I wanted to talk a little bit about, I've been talking him up a little bit in in the Patreon chat. Everybody knows that I thought this guy's value was extraordinarily low for what you were kind of getting. Um, as a, as an NFL talent. And that's Kadarius Tony. I mean, just when we saw him on the field, the injury history speaks for itself. It is a concern. It's a massive concern. Um, Mm -hmm. He's got to find a way to stay on the field, whether that's taking less contact um, because he he does take a lot of unnecessary contact. If he can find the perimeter more often and get out of bounds, (laughs) that would be fantastic. Hey, there's too many times where he's, like, catching the ball and he's right there on the sideline, but he's inviting contact. I don't know if it's some kind of complex he has or something, but he's inviting contact rather than stepping out of bounds, and it drives me crazy. But, uh, yeah, save your body, Tony. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 11th in, in yards per route run last year uh, at 2.14, which is even higher than guys like Tyreek Hill. He was mm-hmm. 13th in force missed tackles. And the reason that is, like, mind-boggling to me, he's 13th in forced missed tackles and 112th in passing snap percentage. Wow. I mean, passing snaps loud. overall, not percentage, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's insane. Um, and then he's 10th in, in yak per reception at six, six yards. So, I mean, all of the numbers when he's on the field, they're they're pretty incredible. And you see the talent like it's it's not like this guy is just getting a bunch of production because they're force feeding in the ball. It's it's one of those things where you just he just pops off the screen, but he's got to stay on the field. And I think if he does, he's a, you know, really, really good candidate to to see a huge value increase because he's just that highlight reel kind of player, too.
1: Yeah, I don't as long as he stays healthy, I honestly don't think he can go anywhere. But uh, because with I mean, that was in what's his name? Um Jason Garrett. That was in Jason Garrett offense. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? So <laughs> the worst coaching Ryan.
0: staff in the NFL. Period. Joe Judge, <laughs> Jason Garrett. Yeah, yeah, terrible.
1: So if he's healthy, I can only imagine Dable can get the the best out of Tony. Um, I know some Sterling Shepherd. You know, rumblings are coming up too um, of being low value, which I think he's obviously worth a lot less than Tony. So yeah. Um, what What do you think about the difference between the two? Because I feel like somebody's going to have to produce. I know. I, I listened to uh, you know JJ Zacharyson recently, and he talked about how the Giants' offense the past couple of years has been historically low in like the touchdown department. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that's due to, I mean, you know, they never have everybody on offense healthy, right? So if we yeah. can, if we could put that together, you know, put put everything together and have everyone healthy, it you know touchdowns are going to go up. So. um yeah, no, I can definitely get on board with Tony. Have you seen him moved um, recently? Because I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've seen him. I don't, I don't think I'd do anything with a first in it for Tony, but no, no, I, I'd I've for for a second.
0: I I sold a bunch of shares. I mean, you know, we've we've spoke about it off air a few times, but I've sold a bunch of shares last season when his value got up to that first round range um, after that big game against Dallas on primetime, mm-hmm. and. Um, since then I've been slowly waiting for his value to come back down a little bit because of, you know, the injuries and everything and trying to acquire a little bit, a, a little bit more shares, uh, get back to that 35% share value that I, that I started out with. And I got him in two places this off season for late seconds.
1: Okay. Late twenty so, twenty two seconds or, uh, one late or...
0: 22, one, one late 22 second. Um, no, no, no. Both of them were 22 seconds. I think. One was two eleven or two ten and then one was two oh eight. Wow.
1: wow, that's great. Yeah. That's like where he was going last year. <laughs> and I feel yeah, like exactly. most of the time and I feel like he could still go up from there. Um so that's awesome. And that's one of the one.
0: one of the other uh things that kind of excites me is now that Mike Kafka's the offensive coordinator there and you have Dayball going in there, last year they were the lowest the Giants were the the lowest in um uh and, and move offense like they they didn't scheme anything nobody was moving around the offense it, everybody was just standing still and running their routes um and this year they're going to move they're going to move a lot more with Kafka in there I mean it's the Bills and the Chiefs offense merged basically is what they're saying this is going to be um the wide receivers all had you know interviews with giants.com and uh I listened to to you know two or three of the wide receivers talking Kadarius Tony was one of them and he said that one of the things that he was excited about, not only that, but that they were going to go back to what he was doing a little bit more in, um, uh, for Florida where he was getting uh, not just option routes, but also a little bit more leeway in how he wanted to run routes. So they were just mm-hmm. saying, you know, just win, you know, like, yeah, this is your route, but if you want to change a little bit on the route and, and, and you know you can win that way, just win because that's yeah. all that matters. So yeah. I think with with an athlete like Kadarius Tony, I, I think that's a big deal for him. So just getting back to to letting his talent speak and and letting you know him get the ball in his hand and and do damage.
1: Nice, yeah, no, totally agree. All right, who's your next guy? Um, I'm gonna go with Austin Hooper here for uh for tight end, tight end for Tennessee. All right, newly signed. Um, and I do this kind of strictly from uh. A volume standpoint you know burks is out of camp right now with his asthma issues um so it's you know robert woods coming off into an in acl right you got derrick henry there but um i I, th- I just feel like who's who's gonna catch the ball um for tennessee and yeah they'll be run heavy but especially with nobody th- if nobody's threatening on the outside like a burks or a woods um i think henry's gonna see a lot of stacked boxes so i think that could definitely open things up for hooper when he was with Atlanta, like, he obviously got the big deal from the Browns for a reason. I don't feel like, I don't know why the Browns signed Hooper, to be honest, um, considering they just like to run the ball instead of passing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I feel like, I don't know, I I haven't gotten a lot yet, because um, I'm, I'm pretty set at tight end in a lot of leagues, to be honest. Uh, but at starting tonight, I'm definitely going to start scrolling through and see, you know, third, fourth, uh round pick range if i can if i can get hooper because there's been a lot of stuff out of camp saying he and Tannehill have a pretty good connection going and that makes sense considering there's no one else there <laughs> catching the ball right now uh in camp so it's, it's good for them to have that together because Tannehill's is going to be fighting for his job too right to keep malik off him so um if he's got to rely on hooper to do that i'm i'm all for it what do you what do you think about hooper
0: yeah, is going to be an interesting one. I mean, he's he's basically free, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you get any kind of decent capital deal done, you're talking about any players in the second round range or picks in the second round range, uh, he's a guy you can just say, you know, throw in Hooper, let's get the deal done. Uh, and I think most people are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> He's 27 years old. I think he's going around, you know, ADP probably somewhere around tight end 32, 33, or something like that. Um, Yeah. You know, it's. I think I think he's an easy bet. I think he's he's an easy bet if you're if you're a competitor and you don't want to spend a lot of money or a lot of value on on a guy that uh, could see you know. Maybe even tied in one production. You, you never know w- with a with a guy like Austin Hooper. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that he was in that Atlanta offense and he was doing some really special things there. I think it's just about how the offense is going to treat him if they're going to uh, really try to get him the ball. And in Tennessee, with with a lot of the trouble, <laughs> yeah, that you mentioned, they're having at wide receiver and everything. I, I don't see why it's not a possibility for him to be a mainstay in that offense.
1: Yeah, yeah, the. I, I think I'm just chasing the volume here, right? Um the offense could sputter because of the issues they have, right? So it's kind of a double edged sword. Um, but I think Henry will always keep the offensive train moving, so to speak. Um, but like I I don't I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I would trust someone like Hooper over, you know, say Er Smith coming off an ACL who's gotta fight for targets from you know, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and, you know, Dalvin Cook coming out of the backfield as well. Um, and I'm sure their ADP is way far apart and people are a lot higher on Irv Smith to kind of finally have his break breakout, even though he's, he's never done it. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather be, you know, getting Austin Hooper as a throw in or, or offering, you know, what may be a competitor's third or a competitor's fourth, um, I, th- I don't even think it would take a third. I think you could probably get him on a fourth, uh, fourth round pick Yeah, um, for a lot of teams. His value is just so low right now. It's, it's mind bogglingly low. I think it's right down there with, you know, Jeremy Ruckert, who in some leagues, at least with me, wasn't even getting drafted in rookie drafts in four or five round rookie drafts. Um, yeah. you know, so it, you know that a Tommy tremble kind of value guys. I it's, it's kind of ridiculous to me, but I, I yeah. think he has the potential to see some real value. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you there.
1: And Erf and Smith kind of worries me a little bit too. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to poke around then I'll let you guys know in the chat, how many, uh, how many Hooper shares I get <laughs> where I need it.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. So the next guy that I got, I got another tight end um, that I wanted to talk a little bit about and, I guess we're sticking with the, with the giants theme here, but former giant Evan Ingram. uh, I think if we're, if we're betting on Trevor Lawrence taking that next step, I really think it's, it's, it's up in the air. Who's going to see these targets, you know, we're, we're not, nobody's really sure on the Visco right now. Um, I think people are betting pretty heavily on Christian Kirk taking that wide receiver one role. And I think that's a, a big possibility. I really like Christian Kirk a lot, but for what Evan Ingram is going for now, very similar to Hooper, a throw-in kind of kind of guy right now. Um, he's an athletic tight end who I think in, in in a in a creative offense, I think he can see a lot of targets because I think, you know, whenever you have a tight end that's a mismatch similar to the Gerald Everett's, you're, you always got to take a risk on these guys, get them for basically nothing, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, Gerald Everett in that Chargers offense, it's going to be a lot of the same things for me. But you know, I think it's even worse with uh with with Evan Ingram right now as far as people's perspective on him because nobody knows what that Jaguars offense is going to look like with the year that Trevor had last year. So, what do you think on Evan?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. If he's if he's especially if people are valuing him near the Hooper range, um, I'm definitely all about that. Um, yeah, we just we just don't know who's going to break out on that offense. There's rumors of Marvin Jones possibly being traded. Um, so that opens it up for him. I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely take the athletic tight end over the, you know, more boring option of like a Hooper, but if you can get around a fourth or a third, I feel like he's got nothing but upside.
0: Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm the same way. I, it's kind of crazy to think that Austin Hooper and Evan Ingram are the same age too. They're both at that 27 year marker right now. So, uh, you know, if they're not going to do it now, then they probably never will. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd put money on them seeing at least decent production to outlive their uh, their value right now.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, that's a good one. I, uh, it's I think it's kind of a bummer he's on a one year deal, but I really hope he's able to um, kind of put his foot forward and become a trusting option for uh, Trevor. I'm not sure. Have you seen anything from camp? Um, about Trevor or Evan Ingram or any kind of connection or anything like that
0: no no I haven't I haven't seen anything yet but I haven't really uh delved too yet. far into it yeah so I'm sure a lot of that stuff will start coming out in the coming weeks and um I'll start looking more into yeah. it as we get closer to the season but yeah, yeah. I I just uh I'm willing, I'm willing all these guys that are going for, for, for basically nothing. I'm willing to gamble on him. If I have these raw, if I have roster spots, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Who's your next guy? So my next one, this one, this one's tough for me, um, to swallow, but I think a tough pill for me to swallow, I guess. Um, but I feel like his value is just so insanely low right now. Um, and we've forgotten what he can be. So I'm going to go with Clyde, uh, of its delay, right? Um, he's definitely disappointed a lot. Um, there's just not oh, with Tyree gone, and you know, MVS there, and Nicole Harmon and Sky Moore. You know, Kelsey's obviously there still, but I, I just think he Clyde is going to have to have a role in pass catching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not, I'm not as worried about the running stuff. It it did stink because McK- they did end up re-signing McKinnon, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's so that scares me a little bit. But uh, I I feel like they got to use him, and I I've been hearing he's going for like seconds. You know, a 2023 20, second can get it done, and I think that's a pretty big risk. Um, but at the same time, there's not a there's not a I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of upside that that they can have so um we'll see yeah i'm with you there uh, i haven't seen him traded
0: recently and i think that's because his value is so low right now and he's still 23 years old
1: yeah Um,
0: he still has he still has time typically we want to see those running backs come out and and do things early but clyde has been a little bit of a disappointment but i mean he's he's been fairly productive when he's had you know a, a decent shot at at you know, production. So
1: it, it, and last year when he was missing time too, wasn't he super sick and he lost like ten pounds or yeah. you know, something like that. And so that's kind of why McKinnon took over in the, you know, ASU championship game and stuff. So um yeah, I, I feel like if he's able to have a full healthy offseason, um, he'll definitely be undervalued uh going into the season. And, you know, forgive me for not believing in MVS Mico Hardman. So. Let me
0: let me throw out a few a few players that uh, DTC has around Ceh's value and tell me who you'd rather have. Uh, okay. Tony Pollard.
1: Man, it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, it, it's it's tough because I think he's going to have a really big role, especially with Gallup mm-hmm. um, being out for the first part of the season, and I just think he's going to be spelling Zeke. Um, a lot more, um, not just garbage time, but in the game as well. Um, and I think he's the guy for the two-minute offense as well. Um, okay, gun, gun to your head, you got to pick one. Don't do this to me. Uh, I think they're I
0: think they're pretty much on on value with each other. I think so too. I, you know, I'll just go Clyde. Okay, um, Clyde or James Cook.
1: Oh, man. Jeez, these are tough. Oh. I think... Golly. Oh, man. <laughs> Give me... Dude, this is tough, man. These are really tough. Yeah. Ah. Um, uh let's say cook let's gosh these are so i would go
0: i would go cook too so all right last one here uh clyde or or aj dylan
1: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say dylan especially I'm i'm
0: just trying to prove a point here i don't think you like clyde as much as you think you like clyde
1: I know. You're, yeah, you are proving that point. You are proving that. <laughs> if you there can get, if you can get
0: Clyde for a second, I think you do it, right? I think yeah. if you can get any of those guys for a second, I think you do it. I just don't – maybe people are doing that right now. I haven't seen it. Um,
1: maybe, maybe I'm just saying I wouldn't trade a running back for Clyde. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe my wide receiver five or six or, you know, plus a pick or something like that as opposed to – running back for a running back uh yeah just because I, I feel like there are a lot of ambiguous backfields this year with a lot of upside um, and not too not too many where we know exactly what's happening with a lot of you know there aren't a whole lot of Jonathan Taylor you know Dalvin cook backfields as I feel like there has been years past so um, yeah. yeah those those are those are good ones though but yeah maybe maybe yeah if, you, if you're gonna go for Clyde, Um, If you're weaker, I think, at running back, then, you know, do some kind of wide receiver tight end. I think out of all those
0: options, Clyde and Tony Pollard are the two guys you can probably get for less than they're probably worth. So so yeah. yeah so maybe maybe there is some leagues where you know you got you kind of go out there and test the waters and you're able to get Clyde for a little bit less just because people's perception of him is so low and then Tony Pollard being 25 years old and and still having that backup role on paper you know that yeah. that's going to bring him down a little bit low to a little bit lower too and just in some people's eyes so i mean yeah those those two are definitely worth a shot if you can get them cheaper than their value is right now then then i would say go for it for sure
1: I mean, just because you're talking about those guys and a lot of those guys could be the two, right? Because, you know, Singletary's still there. You know, Aaron Jones obviously still there and Zeke's yeah. still there. Um, so I feel like Clyde definitely has the chance of more upside, right? For sure. He he can be the one there, right? Um, yeah. in, an, in an offense that everybody wants to love, right? So, um, yeah, boy, that's that's interesting though. Yeah, I guess I don't love him as much as I thought I did, but <laughs> if, the price, if the price is right,
0: then... And I'll do it. So the next one I wanted to talk about. This one's interesting. So Deshaun Watson. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. This is this one's ever changing, right? Just the as cheer, we get forward, yeah. forward into the into the offseason, it's just his values bouncing all over the place. But I recently listened to um yeah, I just drove down, as you know, I drove down from um from Dallas to get back home. Um, was up there doing some work and I'm catching up on all my podcasts, listening to all the dynasty war games podcast, of course, and getting, getting caught up on, on what Memphis and, and Dallas and uh, Kyle and everybody has got, got going on. And after that I went and I checked out some of the DTC podcasts and their last episode, they were talking about Deshaun Watson and his value and what you would give up for him. And it got me thinking because The thought process behind what they were talking about—they were saying pretty much that the conversation around Deshaun Watson depends on how you view the the suspension, right? Like if you personally believe that the suspension is a year going to be a year long suspension it's a different price than if somebody else believes that, Hey, the suspension is going to be a six week suspension or a six week suspension, six game suspension, or an indefinite suspension, right? Mm -hmm. Very different valuations where I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't see it like that at all. I think that if I'm looking at Deshaun Watson and his value, I'm baking in the, the multitude of, of, of all of those probabilities into one, you know, one scenario and saying, okay, I know, Deshaun Watson is going for around a 2023 first right now, right? That's Mm -hmm. basically what his value is. Some people might have it uh, a little bit over that. Some people might have it a whole lot over that, but that's basically what the, the majority of people say his value is right now, especially with that, you know, threat of the indefinite suspension looming. So I'm willing to say in leagues where I'm not competing, where I'm rebuilding, right? If I have multiple first, or if I have a player like DK Metcalf that I don't mind giving away, right? Not get, not giving away, but trading away in um, a rebuild, right? And I say, okay, I have the ability to get a a top end quarterback when he's on the field, right? Let's say top top five lock quarterback in Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. for one first round pick, which is roughly, I mean, if you're being conservative. Maybe a third of his value, but I would even go to say a, probably a fourth of his actual value, right? When he's on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, not necessarily in all of my leagues, but I'm going to do it in about, let's say, 35, 40% of my leagues. And if I lose a first, that's the cost of doing business. Yeah. Right. Like if he gets that indefinite suspension, that's fine. I don't care if I think it's going to be a six week suspension, a month suspension, indefinite suspension. I know there's a lot of risk going into it right but mm-hmm. i'm going to do it anyways because the the you know the payout for it is incredible
1: yeah you know yeah for sure that the the gamble is huge and definitely i'm i'm glad you clarified cuz from a rebuilding standpoint totally get it um i have him on a couple contenders right now um like heavy contenders and i'm holding cuz i feel like i can't get enough for him um you know trying mm-hmm. to get a either trying to add to him to get an upper tier quarterback or to, you know, get a lower tier quarterback plus a pick for him. Um, I, I don't think I could give him up for just a first, a random first, unless I know it's going to be, you know, top six or something like that. But, but even then um, just that I, I I don't want to get into the politics and the, the what if, but I feel like the hammer is just going to come down where we are in today's world. Um, And Mm -hmm. like, you know, Memphis talked about, right, you know, the pitcher, uh, it was Trevor Bauer or or something like that for the Dodgers that like his all of his stuff was thrown out. Right. And he was just straight up suspended for a year by the MLB. So you can only imagine if, you know, these last four cases, right, he's still got four that haven't been Mm -hmm. settled. Um, If they end up going to court and stuff like just. It just scares the heck out of me, man. Just scares the heck out of me. Yeah, I guess
0: um, I guess I view it. I guess I view it a little bit more. Um, I guess I'm just not as scared of it as some people are because if you're if if I'm paying up a twenty three first for him, right? Yeah, I have enough confidence in my in my ability as a dynasty player to make microtransactions during the season to recoup most of that value if I lose that first.
1: Yeah, that's right. True.
0: Um, I just. Let's say he he does have an indefinite suspension, right? Let's just say for the for the for the sake of it, his value is still not zero. Yeah. Right.
1: Because you know, you know, he's going to fight it to come back, and then exactly. there'll some there'll probably be some kind of middle ground. But I mean, at that point, like, what if it's one year, two years? Like, even if it even if it's just a year, like, that's two what years I'm saying, not playing if, football, you know?
0: But what I'm saying is, wow. his value is still not zero. Right? None of yeah. that matters. What matters is that you're giving up 123 first round. Hypothetically, in this situation, you're giving up 123 first for him. Right? Let's say it's even a projected early 23 first. Yeah. He gets the indefinite suspension. Let's even say that makes him worth a second round pick. Right? Which is, I think is reasonable. Do you, do you think that's reasonable? Yeah, absolutely. So he's then worth a second round pick. Can you make up the difference during the course of a season, where you feel okay with having lost that first round pick? I think I could. Yeah, I think I definitely could. I I could live with losing that first round pick. If it was two first, I I probably would just stay clear of it. Um, because I I just don't think the 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 payout is enough if he you know gets the year suspension or the six week suspension or whatever that's going to be. Yeah but with 123 first man I just think you know you're looking at quadrupling the profit of that trade you know with one go if the suspension goes the way you want it to go
1: no that that makes and that makes sense too I think obviously in that case if I gave up the first and he is't definitely suspended like I wouldn't be moving him anyway I would just hold until he's banned from the league or whatever might happen um but that my, my worry is, and I, I'm really curious to see what happens in season, because I feel like this is one season more than any other where it is hard to trade for picks. for yeah, 2023. Sure. 2023 picks. Sure. Obviously, yeah. it's right now in the off season, so people are going to get more desperate as we get in season. Um, but I'm curious to see how desperate they get, um, because people are and, – and I admit it, because I'm, I'm doing it too, especially on rebuilds and stuff. Like, I'm iron fisting it. You know, I've got like six – first and you know eight seconds in one league and i got the roster spot for all of them if i make all those picks like i don't want to um yeah but i'm you know i'm, I'm far from contending and so i'm like no i'm i'm good so um it, it's really got to be the right person but uh oh funny yeah, funny story one. that
0: that uh that that reminds me so this off season right i uh i was in a i'm in a league where this guy has like he had like nine of the of the 12 first round picks right
1: mhm
0: and uh what this guy did not think about was that his team was very young it was a rebuild but he did a phenomenal job rebuilding it but uh our roster our our roster spots are very limited
1: oh no <laughs> and he
0: couldn't make the picks and everybody knew he couldn't make the picks <laughs> And so he's trying to trade during the draft and everybody's like, no. So people start talking to each other in the chat like nobody's dming each other, but just all in the in the in the public chat saying uh, nobody trade with him and drive down the value of his of his picks because he's either gonna have to cut guys, trade guys he doesn't want to trade for lower than uh you know they should be going for or trade some of those picks for you know at cost basically. Jeez. So it, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. It was super funny. But uh, I I was like, uh, I didn't want to partake in it because I'm like, man, this is bordering on collusion a little bit.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> At least bit. they're
0: doing it out in the open. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like,
1: hey.
0: yeah, he was he was furious. But I was like, it's kinda, right. it's 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 almost no different than like, you know, having an Empire League and people in the chat saying, oh, you know, kind of peer pressuring people not to trade with the winner. So yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's kind of I could kind of make the case for collusion, but I'm like, yeah, not really. I don't know. But uh, yeah, hilarious stuff. Um, so who who had the last? Oh, that was my Deshaun Watson. So who's who's your next guy?
1: Um, let's see here. I think so. I guess I'll kind of talk about both of them just because they're on the same team. But uh, one of them's Fournette um, because he showed up fat to camp. <laughs> so if any so if anybody is buying, you know, that fat Lenny uh slander again, I'd go ahead and gobble that up, right? Because yeah. you know, we're we're already hearing Godwin's gonna probably start on the pup, right? Gronk's not coming back now. Um whatever, Cameron Braytrain or whatever you want to do there. Um, but along with Lenny is Russell Gage as well. Um coming in there from Atlanta. I think I think Gage is getting more expensive. Um, I think he's creeping up towards like the second range, which I definitely do not want to pay. Is he he's, really? He, I, that's what I feel like. And some trades I've seen him packaged with, I'm like, man, we. I I think he's going to have the production right because um, it's just like him and Evans and Wenny. Um, yeah. You know, without without Godwin there, um, and so I, I think Evans, by the way, is going to be a redrafts steal if you can get him you know in the first five rounds or something like that so but uh but yeah I'm it's gonna be the same offense right um Mm -hmm. Tom Brady back like I said no Gronk no AB uh I think Russell Gage is really gonna have a chance to stand out and then Lenny is gonna be able to catch passes again I think what he can did he catch like some like 80 passes last year or something yeah, crazy like that. Yeah. And that's with Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Gronk there. So um, I, and I, he's, he's got the hands and I'm not going to trust the rookie um, over Lenny at this point, you know, Rashad white, I like him as a prospect, uh, but not, not for this year. So both of those are good ones for me. If, if gauge keeps creeping up, I'm out, but I haven't been able to get him for like a third. I've tried to get him for a third or, as a throw in and, and people are a lot higher on him, I think, than I would like.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I would have had him down there with maybe like guys like Jarvis Landry or Robert Woods. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the area where I have gauge, which, you know, I'm probably saying like uh maybe a high third mid third, yeah. you know, yeah. um, yeah, that's interesting. I I, I haven't seen Gage go in any trades, but I haven't really been paying attention to him. So it'd be interesting to see what he what he's uh, what he's going would for. You, I'll, I'll try to look up some trades after we hop off here because now I'm really curious. That's that's a pretty crazy value if he's going would, for seconds. So.
1: Would you? This just came to my mind. Would you rather have Gage or Lizard?
0: Um, gosh,
1: ah, see Probably. I can get you too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know. I guess coin flip between the two. I'm I'm not really in love with either of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. I mean, they're definitely death
1: pieces, right? They're not. I think. Yeah. I, I think they're two I guys. I think Lenny. Lenny's a league winner, but I don't. I don't think Gage is necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I,
0: I got. I got one for you. Let's throw in a third guy, Nico Collins, in there with them. Yeah. Um, Who would you have
1: between the three? kind of weird i i kind of want to say lazard um yeah if i'm a if i'm like full-on competing going for it if i'm you know younger you. team middle i mean i path, hear you Lizard, I totally go nico yeah yeah lazard lazard could be a
0: um a really good sleeper this year i'm i maybe i just haven't thought about it too much and, and that's why i haven't really um maybe i'm too low on him because I really like the prospects of Christian Watson and if I'm that high on the prospects of Christian Watson, why not Alan Lazard as a, you know, back end wide receiver too. Not that that matters a whole 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 lot, you know, because it's not going to be an indefinite situation. I think the Packers are eventually going to have to bring in better talent at wide receiver. But yeah. yeah, if you're going on a championship run, you know, that could help you if you're getting a guy like that for, you know, a late third or something.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I like Let's see. Yeah, that's that's a good one. So Carson Wentz is a guy I want to talk about. Hold on, let me get a trash can. <laughs> 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 so Carson Wentz, hear me out here. All right. Carson Wentz is going right now, he's valued at around quarterback twenty nine. That seems wow. absolutely insane to me. Wow. That quarterback twenty nine.
1: That puts him behind Desmond Ritter. What? Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. Wow. And no one's bigger on Ritter than you, so. Yeah. You take Wentz for Ritter? I would, in a heartbeat. Hmm.
0: In a heartbeat. I take I take uh Wentz over Ritter. Um I take Wentz over Malik Willis. I take him over um Matt Ryan. I'd take him over Jared Goff. Um, I'd probably I'm... even take him over Davis Mills. These are all guys that are ahead of him.
1: Yeah. Matt Ryan, I think, is an interesting one. Um, Matt Ryan's 37. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, I do. I just like the offense. I like the pieces that he has to throw to. Does the Terry McLaurin hold out for you at all right now?
0: Not e- not even a little bit, to be honest with you. I think they'll get that figured out. I, I-, I have no doubts about that.
1: Um, yeah, I, I just really want them to get good rapport with once. I need it. My yeah, McLaurin, chairs. Yeah, My McLaurin I mean, chairs need it. McLaurin's looked good with... Uh, anyone. Yeah. A-
0: a- anyone and everyone That's that's been in that offense at quarterback, so... I, I mean, Carson Wentz is a significant upgrade over anybody they've had in that offense the last few years, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm higher on Carson Wentz than a lot of other people are. I think he's a solid quarterback. Like, I think yeah. he's a solid QB 15 kind of quarterback. Like, locked in for me.
1: Yeah. Um, you know,
0: I, I don't see there. I, I just don't see any situation where if he stays healthy, he loses his job or something like that.
1: Like Even I, if they're losing, though, you don't think they're going to – throw, they have Howell, right? You don't think they're going to they, throw him they, out there? They
0: waited until the fifth round to take Howell. They don't think very highly of him. You know, like, when when we think of these prospects, I mean, Carson Wentz would have to really, really struggle for them to throw Sam Howell out. If, if they had taken, you know, Desmond Ritter in the second round, or the third round even, you know, the early third, then I might be a little more cautious, but... I mean they had they had five chances to take Howell, and they waited until their fifth shot to take him. I mean, that says a lot for a quarterback,
1: yeah right? uh, so they I'm basically just, I'm,
0: view I'm, him a notch above an undrafted free agent.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's true i'm I'm looking at their schedule right now because I was curious to see um who they had and how their season could start to see at what point you know, to project maybe if they would pull Wentz. But he, he's got a lot of games where I think they've got a chance to pull it out. So because he starts against the Panthers, Chiefs some Ravens, probably won't go too well. Uh, but then he's got the Jags and the Lions and the Eagles and Cowboys, then the Titans and the Bears. Um, I think half of those games are winnable. So yeah, um, if if he's able to pull it out, I just – you know, if we get halfway through the season and they only got two wins though, that's when I think they might start might start looking at another she, at maybe yeah. putting Allen there for a game or two.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he I think he was better with the Colts than people are giving him credit for, just because the end of the season went so poorly and, and the Colts didn't meet the expectation of their season. Right. Yeah
1: they definitely should have been a playoff team and they weren't right. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I think that plays a lot into the narrative, but as far as breaking down the actual quarterback play in Indianapolis, it was not bad last season, which is what, which, which is what it's not like, it's not like QB 29 bad. You know, him and Jameis are the same price right now. And you know, I like Jameis, but like, that's nonsense.
1: Yeah, and and I'm looking at his uh his 2021 finish right. So, I've got him here as QB14. I mean, 27 touchdowns and 7 interceptions is not bad. No, uh, I mean,
0: he had a good season. It's it's just the narrative of the way the season played out which factored so heavily into the value the the evaluation and and just the, the I guess the want of Indianapolis to get rid of him. But if you yeah. looked if you looked at the the body of work he had in Indianapolis as a whole objectively, you know, take away the name Carson Wentz from it, take away the locker room question marks and all that kind of stuff, he was solid in that offense. He just yeah. didn't do it when it mattered for NFL, you know, playoff aspirations. But I mean, really, how much do we care about that, right? Like we have guys like uh um, Jalen Hurts going at QB eight right now. You know, yeah. you telling me that Jalen Hurts is going to be a the start a starting quarterback in the NFL two years from now, locked in? Like we don't know that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I I did try to get once where I needed some depth, and I offered a second. He wanted a first. I, I couldn't get on board with a first for him. No, no,
0: I don't even think he's close to a first right now. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, DTC the reason I like DTC so much is because they have their evaluations based off of like what the community is doing from the Mm -hmm. trade perspective. Like it's not their opinion. It's, it's based off of what's actually going on consensus wise. And Carson Wentz is sitting at a 9.8 right now, which, you know, a 23 first right now, a mid 23 first is 24, 20 something. something. yeah. 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 So he's not even going for half of a, of a 23 first right now.
1: Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. It, it's pretty crazy, in my opinion. I just I don't see it.
1: Yeah, I, don't I, see I, it. I think
0: it's a big mistake on
1: on on the dynasty communities uh, part. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, have you seen it moved anywhere recently? Um, I yes, really actually, so. I'd okay. have to
0: look it up. I should have I should have pulled that up. I did oh, see him good. move one place.
1: Um, um, I'm trying to think if I've seen him moved anywhere either, but yeah, I've definitely tried to. Tried to get him going, but I um, tried to get him in a couple spots, but just people were asking too much for him. But he, he definitely, to be honest, right? He's he's got this think of the whole locker room stuff and yeah, th- third team in three years and tough to work with or whatever the case might be. And I don't I don't buy that because he's just proven. To, He's got legs. He's got 200 yards rushing a year, most years, a couple of touchdowns on the ground, too. So, um, yeah. yeah. And who knows with that offense, right, with Terry and Dotson and, you know, now Gibson and Robinson. It could be interesting. And shootout, shootouts in that division probably are going to be happening pretty often.
0: Yeah, it's uh it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I am gonna actually try to acquire a few shares um in the coming days and I'll definitely next week have an update on, on how that went exactly. But if I can get shares for uh QB twenty nine value, you know, like uh I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it all day.
1: All right. Yeah, me too. So that's my homework assignment. I gotta get some Hooper. Um I gotta get some Wentz and Kick the tires on Clyde, maybe, but probably not. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, let's see. Do you want to do one more? Or you want to call it a day?
1: I think I'm good there. Those are those are the big ones for me. Um, unless you got anyone else that. Nope, I'm, that's I'm screaming good at you.
0: That was the last yeah. one I, I wanted to talk about. So, yeah, this Perfect. was a this was a fun show. Um, I think I I've, I've got a few uh, assignments to turn in. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get more Kadarius Tony if I can, get more uh Carson Wentz um on some of my contenders and maybe even some rebuilds actually. Cause if, if his val- I think his value will go up during during the season. If if I can get him for what they're saying he's going for now. Um, you know, which is always easier said than done. But I think I think he's an easy profit, uh, if that's the case. So I'm going to go ahead and do that and, and try to get a few of these cheap tight ends too. We'll see what we can make of it.
1: Yeah, let's do it and let's report back. And if, if it's in a DWZ league, send it now before this pod drops.
0: <laughs> sure thing. I think Memphis is yeah. going to put it out like as soon as we're done here. So uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, Mike, well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, you know, continue uh, on with your army games and have fun in the field.
1: I will try my best, try my best. Maybe I'll pay my face up next time. I'll, I'll put the camo face paint on that we do in the field and freak out uh, Mike Kenny in the chat here.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, this is Dynasty War Games. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. See ya. later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing.